Tea Pop Season 6, Episode 1. Hello and welcome to TESOL Pop, the mini podcast for busy teachers. My name is Laura and joining me today to talk about accessibility and inclusivity with technology is my guest, Joe Dale. Joe is an independent languages consultant from the UK who works with various organisations such as the Association for Language Learning, the British Council, the BBC, Skype, Microsoft and The Guardian. He was the host of the TESS MFL Forum for six years, a former SSAT Languages Lead Practitioner, a regular conference speaker, and a recognised expert on technology and language learning. A very warm welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, it's my absolute pleasure, Laura. Love love podcasting. It's really amazing to be on a video podcast. I haven't done one of those before for a while, so it's, it's, real, it's a real pleasure on a Friday evening here um, <laughs> on the Isle of Wight. It's great. In today's episode, we're going to talk about three technologies that you can use to make your ELT classes more accessible and inclusive. For each tool, we'll talk about how it works and the ways in which you, it can support your learners. And Joe has picked tools for today that are free or have free versions at the time of this recording, so you can give them a try. As with many TESOL Pop episodes, of course, today's episode extends beyond the ELT classroom and is relevant to so many other subjects. So why not continue the conversation by sharing today's episode with your teaching community? Joe, which tool have you prepared today for us to talk about? Okay, so the first tool I would talk about in relation to accessibility and inclusivity is Immersive Reader. Now, Immersive Reader uh, comes bundled with um, Microsoft tools such as Microsoft Word or PowerPoint or uh, Flip, formerly known as Flipgrid, um, or Class Notebook, or other third-party tools such as Wakelet. But there's also a Chrome extension called Use Immersive Reader on Website, which allows you to use it on any website. You can select a text, and then you can then have it played back to you. So it's a really fantastic model of pronunciation. It also recognizes the language of the text automatically. Obviously, here we're talking about ELT um, uh, teachers, but um, I loved how you said earlier about you know pass this on to other colleagues in any curriculum subject because this can be used with um, ELT, EAL, uh, any students at all that need that bit of extra um, support, and it can really uh, give them confidence and encourage their independence, and it can give them a, a model of pronunciation. You can also choose the speed of the. Um, of the pronunciation as well so you can have it going slower or faster you can choose a male voice or a female voice and then in addition to that there are other um, uh, language features which are particularly useful so for example you can choose um, to have all the different parts of speech such as nouns verbs adjectives and adverbs um, colored automatically in different colors so for example the um, the nouns could be red and all the verbs could be green etc you can also add labels as well so you can see above each word it will say either N or ADJ or ADV, uh, etc. Um, you can even have uh, syllables as well. So you can have uh, a word broken down into different syllables. So I think that's fantastic. From a dyslexia point of view, you can have different colored backgrounds. So you can have like a blue background or a yellow background or a green background. You can also have what they call line focus. So you can have a text which is um, you can only see one line at a time. So in the olden days, I can remember using a ruler and just moving ruler down the page this is the same sort of thing just um sort of a, a digital way of doing the same thing so you can either have one line at a time or if you want to you can have three lines at a time so when you press play it will then read it um one line at a time and then go on to the next line which i think is a really nice feature because with dyslexic readers they can uh find that if they look at one big text in one go that it sort of it can sort of swim on the screen for them so it's really lovely i think that they have that line focus there 
in addition to that, um, you've also got the opportunity of um, having a, a picture dictionary. So it means that you can click on individual words and uh, particularly nouns, I would say. And when they then come up, um, you then have the uh, the image um, which is there to help you. There aren't images for every single word, but for lots of sort of common nouns, etc., there are picture support, which I think is really brilliant as well. And uh, in addition to that, you can um, have the individual pronunciation as well of that word. So let's say uh, you click on a particular word, you can listen to it, or you can choose the translate feature and you can translate uh, by word or by text. If you choose by word, you can then click on a word, let's say you'll see the picture prompt if it's available. You'll, you can then click on the, uh, the headphone icon and listen back to the pronunciation of that word and also the translated version as well, which I think is is fabulous. So from the point of view of accessibility, it's just great for uh, helping students be more independent, giving them more confidence, yeah. allowing them to do some you know, uh, grammar awareness. Um, uh, it allows them to have a nice model of pronunciation. They can choose to, to, to change the speed or have a male or female voice. I think there's, there's so much that you can do um, with it in an ELT classroom. But again, across the curriculum, I think it has a lot of, a lot of value. I don't know how you're going to top this, Joe, to be honest. Um, it, I think this is the episode, the immersive reader, right? Let's just keep on talking about this. But we have two others that you've selected. So how are you going to beat this? What's the second one you want to talk about? Okay, so the second one uh, is voice typing. And you can do that in Google Docs. So in Google Docs, you go to the tools menu, you click on voice typing, uh, a little microphone comes up. You can then either select um, uh, English. Well, if your computer is, is set to English, English UK, then that will be the default, but you can click on the drop down menu and choose any language that you want. Once you've done that, you click the microphone uh, option. You then obviously have to give permission for the browser to access your microphone, and then you can talk into the microphone and it will turn your voice into text. So that's brilliant, I think, from the point of view of pronunciation practice and again, giving the students independence. And then the equivalent in Microsoft Word is uh, what's called di uh, dictate. So you have the um, the dictate option in Word. You have to have the latest version of Word. And I think I'm right in saying, no, I think actually it works in Word Online and on the downloadable version, but it definitely works in Word Online. So you click on the uh, the microphone option. You then click on the, the cog and select the language that you want. Again, you then uh, speak into the microphone and it turns your voice into text. And there's also, if you click on the drop-down menu to the right of dictate, it says transcribe, and you can click on that. And then that gives you um, either the option to upload um, some audio, say an MP3 file you've, you've got from somewhere else, and it will then make a transcription of that, or you can record live. And again, it will create a transcription. And then you can then uh, export that to the Word document that you have open. Um, and you can even uh, choose for it to have different speakers. So let's say there are different speakers on the audio. It will automatically generate it saying speaker one, speaker two, with a transcript um, and that's also fabulous. Uh, you can even in Google Docs um, with voice typing, you, you can even do punctuation. So you can say, uh, as with uh, Word actually as well, you can say you know, things like, you know, new line, full stop. And actually in Word with the um, the transcription option, sorry, with the dictate option, you can enable auto uh, punctuation. So it will actually do a lot of that uh, heavy lifting for you as well. So it's not just about dictation, it will also sort out the, the grammar as well, but you can uh, say things like, you know, full stop, new line. Um, and in fact, in Google Docs, not that I've ever actually done this myself, but you can actually format it, like say, you know, make it bold and all the rest of it just using your voice. So it's, it's incredible. I think we've come such a long way uh, recently with using our voice. And I think uh, now with the whole 
revolution with AI, I think it's just going to get better and better and better, which is exciting, but a bit scary at the same time, I think. It is a bit, isn't it? But when you were describing that, I was thinking about how much I love music and for my language studying, I love to kind of know the lyrics and stuff. And sometimes the lyrics aren't always available. So I can imagine, particularly my teenage students, how they may use that for that reason to kind of connect with their favorite music, because that's something that they really connect with. I wonder how accurate is this when it comes to um, connected speech and maybe slang and less familiar words? Have you tested it out? And is it quite accurate? Or when it goes into more colloquialisms, it may struggle? I think in general, it's a really good question. I think in general, it is very accurate, um, both the Microsoft uh, and the Google equivalents. There's also, in relation to what you just said, in relation to, say, if there's a, 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 some music on YouTube, there's a, uh, well, it, um, automatically, um, YouTube generates transcripts anyway on YouTube clips. But there's also a website I discovered recently called youtubetranscript.com. And you just basically paste the link of the YouTube link there and it just generates the transcript automatically. And then what you could do is highlight that, copy it, put it into chat G uh, GPT and then generate some questions about it, for example, or generate um, a summary. You could say, make a hundred word summary of this song, um, either from an uh, independent student point of view or from a teaching point of view, you could then create a worksheet based on that particular song. Respecting copyright, of course, I have to yeah. say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm glad you added that here. <laughs> I was just thinking that's all my karaoke uh, lyrics all printed out. So next time I'll be ready. <laughs> there we are. That's brilliant. These are really two great tools you talked about. So that is the um, immersive reader that we talked about first. And this one is the voice typing um, technology. We have one more that we're going to cram into this value packed episode. What would you like to finish this episode with? Okay, so the last um, feature I'm going to talk about in relation to either Microsoft or Google Tools is closed captioning. Now, in uh, Google Slides, um, to enable closed captioning, you have to just click on the three dots, uh, bottom left, when you're in slideshow mode. Uh, it will then say um, captions. Uh, you then click on that. Unfortunately, it's only available in English in the uh, in in uh, Google Slides, but of course, for an ELT audience, that's fine. But if you're looking for other languages, then the Microsoft equivalent um, is where you'd want to go if, if you have access to Microsoft tools. But in Google, you can choose whether you want the text to appear above or below the slide, the size of the text as well. And once you've done that, you simply uh, click on the captions option, uh, give permission for the microphone to access Google Slides, and then you talk away. And then the, uh, the, the, the closed captions will appear underneath or above or where, wherever you've selected. Now, it won't record those. You'd have to use a third-party tool to record the screen if you wanted to like Screencastify or Loom or, or something like that. Um, but it, it's, it's great, I think, for an accessibility point of view. The students can make those sound spelling links by, by looking at the text while hearing your voice at the same time. Um, they could also um, access that independently, couldn't they? They could be at home and they could uh, be talking into uh, the microphone and see uh, the, the, the closed captions appearing. And then if they can see that there's a word which has not appeared the way that they, they would expect it to appear, Maybe they could try again and work out this because the way they're pronouncing it is not being recognized. And so that can help with pronunciation. And then the, the Microsoft equivalent in PowerPoint is absolutely amazing. It's been going down a storm whenever I've been showing it to people, which is the following. What you do is you, um, you run uh, the PowerPoint. You have to have the latest version of PowerPoint, either the web version or the downloadable version. You go to the slideshow menu. And one of the options is always use subtitles. Uh, you click on the drop down menu to the right of that little arrow. 
and you can choose the spoken language, which would be obviously the language that, you, that you're presenting with. And then you have the subtitle language. So, for example, you could choose English for each and then you could be speaking in English and then it would appear in English underneath or above, as with Google Slides. But you can also choose a whole range of other languages, either as a spoken language or as the, uh, uh, the subtitle language. So, for example, I've been talking recently um, in Dublin uh, with uh, a whole host of different European teachers um, uh, that come on this Erasmus Plus course that I, that I run. And I was suggesting that they could be, let's say, speaking in German, but having the subtitle language in Ukrainian. So if they were having Ukrainian students coming into their classes, then they can give them that little bit of help and support if they're, if they're German or whichever language that, you know, in the target country they've gone to is not as good as it needs to be, then they can um, watch the subtitles. And again, you'd have to record them separately using another tool if you want to do. But I just think that that's a brilliant idea in relation to accessibility and just giving the students um, some confidence that they can access the curriculum. So those are my sort of three top tips. But um, again, these can be used across the curriculum. It's not just in the ELT classroom, but I think it's perfect for the ELT classroom as well, uh, looking at the whole uh, you know, grammar awareness and language awareness and um, uh, those sound spelling links as well, which is so important, I think. I'm sure a lot of our listeners are firing up with ideas on how they can use these um, use these different technologies. So I, I will include the links um, so people can obviously click in the show notes and try these out for themselves. And as we mentioned, these are free tools at the time of this recording. I have free versions. So you've got nothing to lose. And why not just have a go at trying out with your students and experimenting and see what works? Maybe get them to test it out and not just yourself. Perfect. That's exactly what I would say as well. Just give things a try. You're not going to break anything. Give it a try. See what the yeah. students think if they like it carry on doing it. Uh, if they don't like it, try something else, but um, get that student voice going as well. See what they think. And I'm sure they'll really love it because I'm sure they'll be able to see immediately how it can be used in a very practical and purposeful way. Thank you so much for your time, Joan, for sharing these technologies. You pack so much value into this episode. I, I really appreciate your time and sharing expertise. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. For more ideas and inspiration on technology for the language classroom, you can find Joe, that's Joe Dale, on LinkedIn, Twitter and YouTube. As always, I've provided the links to Joe's socials on the show notes and also on the website. If you have a question that you'd like us to answer, or like Joe, you have a topic to pitch for an episode, then you can contact us via Instagram, Facebook or the website tsopop.com. Finally, you can support the work we do at TSOPOP by leaving a rating and review. Please do wherever you listen to your podcast or by sharing the TSOPOP content with your teaching community or by even sponsoring our coffee break at ko forward slash TSOPOP.